I'm Billy Buttery, and this is Food is Culture, a podcast. How are you? I missed you. With the cooler weather upon us, I'm so happy to be back behind the mic on a more regular basis again. I have a couple great interviews recorded and have a couple awesome guests I'm meeting this week. But before we get totally back into the swing of things, I want to do a little check-in, a little snack size slash stable episode. So if you know me or have followed along on Instagram for more than a year, you know how I feel about pumpkin spice, or I should say how I felt. This is the first time I'm going to say this aloud, but I don't think I'm a hashtag PSL life basic B anymore. I know it's shocking and I don't want to be held to who I was a year ago or of autumn's past. No, I'm an evolving human with evolving and changing tastes. So a little backstory. With the intense heat we were having for a couple weeks, I was excited for autumn. I was excited for cozy nights, warm soup, and my traditional fall-themed drinks. Of course, the top choice being pumpkin spice lattes. But a couple people had sent me the Starbucks Instagram story that PSL was back in iced form. So on a coffee run last week, I ordered the advertised pumpkin spice cream nitro coffee. Side note, I love the Irish cream nitro that they came up with on St. Patty's Day a few years ago. So delish, but it's seasonal. But when I went to go try the pumpkin spice cream nitro coffee, it was gross. I'm not sure if it was the watery texture it developed from the cream mixing with the coffee, but it was like gross, lumpy, watery eggnog, which I've never really been a fan of anyways. So I was sad. I'll give it one more go in proper latte form just to be sure, but I think I've moved past pumpkin spice. Boo. Speaking of boo, I'm still a basic bee in other ways. I can't wait to put out fall decor, and please don't at me. I know fall starts September 22nd, but it's breezy, and on colors bring me joy. Things that don't bring me joy. Talking about the ongoing, seemingly never-ending pandy, meaning pandemic. I don't like talking COVID either, although it seems to be the only conversation I'm having lately. I'm going to work on not talking about it and politics, although I strongly feel that you shouldn't complain about politics if you don't vote. But that's not a topic for the dinner table, and as such, not something I'm interested in talking about here. Leave the politics on Twitter. I'm going to make a strong statement here, but here goes. Instead of religion and politics being faux pas, I think it's kosher to talk religion at the dinner table. Religion and culture go hand in hand so beautifully anyways. They are wonderfully intertwined, with religion influencing cultural celebrations and cultural shifts influencing religious norms, albeit usually slower. I had thought about doing a staple episode, and I do have something to say on staple kitchen tools. My husband loves Dave Chang's podcast. Side note, sometimes I think my husband thinks he's an actual Michelin inspector after listening to Dave's podcast, but anyways, Dave Chang says if a kitchen tool is named the thing it does, apparently it's useless. I was pretty against this bold statement when he first said it to me when I asked him to pass the egg yolk separator. <laughs> I have every tool. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Well, my garlic press has been on the fritz for a while, but I was making do with one handle dangling on, but it finally kaputzed about two weeks ago, and I've been fine. I love garlic, so I'm someone who usually doubles the garlic recipes, and not having a press hasn't hindered me yet, so maybe he's right. And yesterday, I used a fork to juice a lemon, like a commoner, lol. I just couldn't find my lemon juicer, and frankly, if something doesn't go into the dishwasher, I've been second-guessing if I really need to use it. So if you had asked me five years ago about kitchen tools or kitchen machinery, I would have said the more the better. But now, you need a chef's knife, a paring knife, a great blender, a stand mixer if you're going to make bread or bake a lot, a large frying pan or wok, and a couple pots, three to be exact. A stocked pantry with non-perishables and long-shelf-life staple items will feed you every day. But the most important staple you need in your kitchen? A good attitude. Listen, things happen in the kitchen. I've created masterpieces and tragedies. But if you want to make a great meal, start with a smile and a deep breath. 
The highest compliment my mom has bestowed on anyone is her dear friend, Lana. My mom always said that Lana could walk into her kitchen any time of the day, any day of the week, and whip up a beautiful meal. Yes, that takes practice, but a well-stocked pantry will support your endeavors. I like to think of myself as someone who can whip up a meal with seemingly not much in the fridge. It's like a little cutthroat kitchen challenge. Can I make a yummy and at least somewhat nutritious meal for my family when I'm out of everything and grocery pickup is tomorrow? Why, yes, I can. (laughs) Anyways, if you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure to follow, like, subscribe, review, do all of the things. I hope you join me next week for a great episode. Cheers. Cheers.